You are listening to Behind the Pulpit Podcast, episode 11, Bible School's Effect on Us. Welcome to Behind the Pulpit Podcast. From sunny San Diego, this is Tim Lucas. And from down in Granbury, Texas, our evangelist extraordinaire, Nigel Ali. Hey, everyone. And from the home of all things hipster, Portland, Oregon, our research expert, Ryan Goff. Hey, yo, that's right. Hipster Central, baby. We're just three regular guys who are not hipsters, who are passionate about growing young ministers. If you are a young minister or if you are just thinking about becoming a minister, this show is designed for you. Uh, before we get into today's topic, Nigel, this was a quite significant week for you. I enjoyed very much watching the rugby match where your home country, Fiji, won. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then um and you were kind of telling us that that was that was pretty moving for you. Oh, it was. It was. I I was watching the game and uh and I started crying. I started bawling. My wife comes in and she's like, "Oh, what you crying for?" I said, "Well, my country won the gold." And and she's like, "Man, I thought I thought you were listening to some preaching or something." <laughs> in all seriousness though, man, I love rugby, especially sevens. Sevens oh, is yes. so much fun. I've I've evangelized many people on the glories of sevens. It's yes. so much fun. Um, and U.S. actually did pretty good. Um, I mean, I, I don't remember what place we got. It was like fifth or something like that. But for a non-rugby country, we, yeah, did, U- we did pretty good. Yes, USA has come up very fast in rugby because it's a yeah. very new sport to America. But uh, they're doing very, very good. Interestingly enough, do you know who had the gold medal before this Olympics? Actually, uh, no, uh, they didn't. I don't Actually, know. it was the USA, dating back ago? to 1910. <laughs> Hundred years ago, <laughs> that was the last time they wow, played rugby in baby. the Olympics. Um, so yes, we were the sir. defending gold medal, <laughs> gold medalists. But anyways, um, yeah, so yeah. That was, that, was, that was pretty cool. Very um, exciting. They'll, they'll be having some public holidays in Fiji, man. I wish I was home. Everyone's going to be celebrating. Yeah, I really don't know much about rugby. Basically, run if I you just get know tackled that it's not, and throw the ball. I just know that it's not We'll, we'll just ignore you. Yeah. That's okay. Man, dude, <laughs> no, you, actually, might be, um, you might be missing the rapture here. I'll just <laughs> <laughs> um, so today we're going to be talking about Bible school's effect on us, which is profound. I mean, it's so amazing. But I think we should start probably uh, going through each of us, telling how we decided to go to Bible school. Um, Nigel, why don't you start us off? How how did you decide to go to Bible school and specifically ABI? You know, I tell this story sometimes. I say the amount of uh, years I've spent in Bible school, I, I should have been a doctor or, or something. I should have <laughs> been a master of divinity because... Uh, I went to Bible College in Fiji uh, and graduated there with a diploma. And, uh, you know, I was about to go to university and uh, uh, finished my high school. And I knew that there was a calling of God on my life. At age 16, I felt the calling. Actually, last Tuesday, we were on an evangelist conference call, and and Brother Bear uh, spoke to us. And he was the man that was in Fiji when I... And he preached the general conference, and that's when I received a calling to preach this gospel. But anyway, long story short, I um, 
when I graduated high school, I I thought, well, um, my friends uh, are going to university, so I'll do that. That December, I really, I really wanted to go to Bible college because I felt that call, uh, but I did not have the money to go to Bible college. And I had talked to my family and the parents and uncle and aunts, telling them, and you know, Muslims did not understand what what I was wanting to do with Bible college. They thought there was a waste of time. It was uh, not going to get me anywhere. They told me that I was making the biggest mistake in my life, uh, that going to Bible school will not get me a house or car or, or a wife. I will not be able to buy food. So they tried to... Well, they were wrong it. in that. Because <laughs> you did get a wire from Bible school. Right? <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, God has blessed me with everything that was said that will n- I will not have. But anyway, uh, in 1998, Brother Stone King came to preach uh, the general conference. I had never heard of him, never met him uh, before that. Uh, so I was doing my thing in the choir. I was singing in the choir and all of that. So we sang our, our special on Friday night and went and sat in the open football stadium. And uh, Brother Carver came and told me Saturday morning that Brother Sonkin wanted to see me. So I went up to the you know podium and uh, Brother Sonkin told me that he wanted to help me. Uh, to go to Bible school, and he he saw the hand of God on my life. And so he helped me through Bible college in Fiji, um, gave me the funds, and uh, man, what a tremendous impact that made in in my life. And uh, after that, I was in full-time ministry in Fiji, evangelizing, teaching the Bible school, teaching the youth, preaching to Chinese, uh, and, and, and internationally. I started going to, you know, Papua New Guinea, Tonga, Samoa. So uh, you have to realize that I came uh, from nothing. I did not have that much of a knowledge. I was not really raised in this. And when I went to Bible college, I tried to soak in everything I could get. I I lived it, I breathed, I slept with it because I loved the Word of God. And I was hungry to learn. Um, so after that, I started teaching at the Bible College in Fiji, and God opened a door for me to come to ABI. Brother Grant, I, I've said this before. I thank God for that man. He gave me a scholarship. I came to ABI. I thought I knew the uh, the Bible. I thought I had an understanding. Oh, man, I was I was really wrong because when I came to bi- Bible school in, at ABI, I realized what these men knew, uh, it, it was just a scratch of the surface, you know, with what I knew. I cannot overemphasize ever to any young person that is desiring to do something for the kingdom of God, you will never go wrong with going to Bible college because, yeah. the Bi- because Bible school is what gives you the basis. You will, you will be 15 years ahead in your ministry if you go to Bible school for for four years, and uh, it will put something in your heart, it will give you a love for souls. It will give you a love for the Word of God. Uh, it will put you in the right path. Uh, a lot of people are learning with trial and error. A Bible school will help you to make less mistakes. You will still make mistakes, but 
but Bible school will help you to make less mistakes. So I graduated from ABI, four-year degree, and I'm thankful. I still go back to those notes. Some people, uh, you know, they don't go back to their notes. For me, my notes are like gold. Uh, they're like gold to me because I refer to them. I uh, go back and study them uh, and find fresh stuff that I can preach from. I can uh, uh, keep renewing in my mind the things that I've learned. Yeah, well, Ryan, what about you? Why did you, uh, would you, you've already told us a little bit more about your kind of process of going through, but why don't you kind of recap it? Not everybody's listened to all our episodes, I'm sure. So kind of the process of you deciding to go to Bible school. You have a little bit different story than the average person going. Well, it's definitely not like Nigel's, but... <laughs> well, certainly not. And certainly you didn't find a wife at Bible school. I did not. You brought one with you. I did, there you yes. Go. There you go. Yes. Uh, I originally had wanted to attend Bible college back, uh, man, before I even went to secular college. But, uh, you know, my well-meaning parents... You know, they wanted what was best for me, and having a secular education was was very important, and they really stressed that. So I decided not to, and I went to secular college, and uh, I spoke a little bit about that in a, a few episodes past, but uh, ended up getting my nursing degree, and I moved to L.A., and that's where I met my wife, and uh, we got married, and I remember I was, I specifically remember I was at I was driving back from a men's conference with Joey Rios. Uh, Tim, you've met him. Yeah. Uh, just an awesome guy. And we were talking about, I don't remember what came up. I think he had mentioned how he really wanted to go to Bible college. And actually, uh, at the time, uh, the Southern California District had started LACM, uh, Los Angeles College of Ministry. And I don't think that's going anymore. I think they... They ended up stopping that, but Joey and myself had been doing it. Joey actually graduated from it. He was like one of the one of the first uh, graduates from that. And we were driving back, and and basically he just said he just asked me what was keeping me from going to Bible college, or if I still wanted to go. And it really, I had been thinking about it, but that was really the the challenging seed that made me think: Is this a good time for me to go to Bible college? My, I had just been married. Uh, my wife and I had been well. We, we probably married about a year. We were looking for to buy a place. Nothing was working out. Everything was falling through. We didn't have very much debt. Uh, we were living in a garage that was renovated into an apartment. We had nothing holding us to Los Angeles, and so I spoke to my pastor about it, Brother Elms, and. Given that he's a Texas boy, as far as that's where all of his family is, uh, he was really trying to push Texas Bible College. That was what he he had had family members that went there, and I started looking into it, and I was like, man, because originally I was thinking Gateway, Gateway, not Gateway, but uh, uh, Stockton Bible College, um, because it was perfectly between six hours from my house, my parents' house, six hours from L.A., right, literally right in the middle. Yeah, uh, but for whatever reason, Brother Elms was pushing. Uh, he, well, he he really liked Texas Bible College. I looked it up. It's in Lufkin. You know, I just really did not feel like that was a good fit for us. And the funny thing is, is I didn't even know that ABI existed. Like I literally had never even heard about it until I started looking, started doing a little bit of research. And when I asked uh, Brother Elms about it, this is how slow news travels. He 
so that you mind you, this is in 2010, 2009, when I first talked, yeah, it was 2009. He was talking about, he basically was saying, well, I think they're having a lot of problems there. They, they've had like a big split or something like that, <laughs> which come to find out had happened like almost 30 years prior, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 20 some, 20 some years before that. Uh, yeah. So actually I talked, I found out that Brother Hodges teaches there. Uh, so I, I spoke to Brother Hodges. Uh, I spoke with Brother Brown. Um, they're both pastors in SoCal. Brother, it's Brother Brown's son, uh, Elder Brown's son. Uh, he pastors in in uh, uh, Pasadena, or he did pastor. Oh, in Pasadena. Rich Brown. Rich Brown. Yeah. 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 Uh, spoke with him, but saw the curriculum. Really liked it. We we flew out and visited. I just want to say this real quick. This was the the I I babbled. I I blabbed there for a second, but I wanted to get to this point. So. I bought the tickets to go visit ABI, and at that time, I had been working at Los Angeles uh, uh, Children's Hospital, CHLA of uh, Los Angeles, and I was became really good friends with this one lady. Uh, her name was Rachel, uh, and invited her to church a few times. She actually came, but it was the day that I bought, I was working. I remember I bought my ticket to fly to fly to Minnesota to visit ABI. Rachel sends me a text. Hey Ryan, uh, my brother's coming into town. I haven't really. We've it's our first time meeting each other, but he's a preacher, and I wanted to take him to your church to visit. And I texted her back and stuff. I was like, okay. And she said, yeah, he's a Pentecostal preacher. And I was like, okay. In my mind, I'm thinking, all right, this could be good. You know, yeah. uh, I don't know. You know, there's a lot of variations in Pentecostal. You know, right, the, in right. the movement. So I texted her the church information. I still remember this. I I left the unit to read the text message, went to the door, went to the bathroom, and I looked down at my phone, and she's like, Ryan, my brother knows your church. Uh, He's a UPCI pastor, and he sits on the board at ABI. And this was Brother Chapman, William Chapman. And it was just like – it was – I mean, the odds of something like that happening, just – it just – you know, certain things just don't happen on accident. And I just yeah. felt like in that moment, this was the right thing to do. Like God was saying, you know what, this is a great opportunity. And this is it's just a little affirmation. Uh, you know, Rachel and myself um, are still friends. And then, of course, Brother Chapman, you know, we have uh, just a special relationship because of this connection. Because, um, of course, I met him. And he is just, you know, I mean, you guys know Brother Chapman. He's just yes, yeah. sir. phenomenal. Amazing, man. Yeah, one of yeah. our favorites for sure. Yes. Yeah. And uh, and so he, uh, I met him, and then we ended up uh, going and visiting BI. We loved it there. Uh, and we, of course, ended up coming out there in 2010 and graduated four years later. And, of course, I'm glad that I did that because uh, I wouldn't have been sitting here with you guys. So this is, uh, this has... I'm definitely a good situation. I'm glad that I made that choice. So that's that's the whole reason you went to Bible I, school, I was just so that you could be on our that podcast. We're not the only reasons you came to Bible school. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I know you're not the only reason, but it's. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It definitely is a a perk, you know, meeting yeah. the people that you meet and be having yes. these lifelong friends. I just yeah. remembered um, something Brother Chapman always said. He's like, you know, I think back to when I was a young minister. He's like, I look at you guys. Like one of these days, you guys are gonna be like. Remember, old brother Chapman used to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's he's one of those guys. That, oh. 
if I ever have the privilege of living yes. within a hundred miles of him, I feel like I'll see him regularly. Oh, yeah, he's, he's definitely right, someone right. we have that to interview him to. actually. Definitely, yes. he's definitely on the list. And at some point, we're probably going to do a podcast on men that have influenced our lives, and he will definitely be one um, for me. And I know Nigel as well, and um, Ryan. Uh, you know, all of us in different ways. One thing definitely about Brother Chapman is that you knew that he loved you. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. There was and he no loved doubt. the school. Yeah, he loved the school and that he loved the students and yeah. he would do anything for you. And oh, yeah. you, you, if you go to him, you know. If he doesn't know, he'll tell you he doesn't know, but yeah. he'll never lead you astray. Right. That's for sure. Ha- we had the privilege, me, Nigel, were on a team that got yes. to do a tour ministering yes. and his church was one of the ones that we went to and we just oh man that was such an incredible time um as far yeah. as my path to bible school i guess there's some overlap with nigel's uh, more than i even really realized i guess um i also if i would count the number of years i went to bible school i should have a master's <laughs> i went for, i've gone for i went on the seven-year plan so i went to gateway for three years and um, and then went back home, and I was ministering at home, and I thought, uh, you know, back home in Japan, where I was from, I was a missionary kid. So I was back in Japan, I was I was translating a lot, I um, was speaking a few places, I actually was even, I um, flew back to America to speak at some youth camp, day, you know, in the day sessions, and um, so it felt like my ministry was really kind of going forward, and I f- was just so amazed you know, the the way God was working and such. And um, I remember I was at Nebraska Youth Camp. And after Youth Camp was over, and I was hanging out, there's a bunch of ABI students there that were volunteering at the camp. And um, they were all telling stories about ABI. And I'm sh- I really would venture to guess that none of them had any idea that, you know, the Lord was using their stories because they were they were just telling stories. They weren't you know, promoting or anything. I remember specifically the the story that r- really caught me was they were talking about how one of them was walking down the hallway with brother and brother Poe walked around the corner. Brother Sidney Poe is another just incredible man of God. His um, classes so many times he would just walk in. He said, you know what? We need to acknowledge the presence of the Lord. He's here and I don't want to ignore him. would stop. He would just so calmly, Lord, we acknowledge you're here. We're so glad you're here. And then the rest of the service would be prayer meeting. Or sometimes we'd go back, but we'd take that moment to stop and acknowledge the Lord. And that's something I learned from him. That whenever you feel the presence of the Lord, you always acknowledge the presence of the Lord. You don't ignore him. Right. Um, but they're telling a story about him and how he had walked around the corner and saw them and just stopped him in the hallway. And, and they had really been struggling with some things. And he just really made them feel loved and, and he, that he cared about them, took time out of his day to, to show them attention. And, and it wasn't a profound story. It, but it was like, as they were telling that story, God told me, he's like, you need to go to ABI. And I was like, what? Why would I go to ABI? Honestly, at that point, based on some misinformation I had received, ABI would have been the last choice of a school I would have gone to. Um, just misconceptions. Everybody has, each of the Bible schools has an image. And the image that was portrayed to me while I was at Gateway about ABI, was definitely inaccurate. But so I argued with God for about 30 days, about a month, and it was about a week before classes started. 
that I showed up. I told them I was coming. They knew I was coming. I talked to Brother Grant. And um, so they knew I was coming, but, you know, I hadn't filled out an application. <laughs> None of that. I showed up and filled out an application there on site. And, and it was a week before classes started when I, you know, I made that decision, got my ticket, flew back from Japan, you know, but I just argued with the Lord, God, why would I go? You know, it's like, yes, I know you're supposed to sharpen your sickle, but once you're in the field, you don't go back to sharpen your sickle every few minutes. It's like, if you keep sharpening your sickle, you're never going to harvest anything. And, and I argued every argument I could come up with, why not to go back to Bible school? And he just was like, you keep arguing all you want. He never stopped talking to me. I appreciate that about the Lord. He didn't get upset about my arguments, but he won. And so I went and, and it's just, the rest is history, I guess. Um, so what, what are some of the most outstanding benefits just list them off without going in detail. What are some of the benefits that you guys have seen? And if we want to kind of go into more detail on one, that's fine. I know one you guys referenced um, is is the friendships that you develop. Right. Yeah, definitely. You know, Lifelong. Yeah. One, thing, one thing you will uh, realize when you're in ministry and God calls you uh, different places um, while you're at Bible College, I, this is how I saw it, especially at ABI, is because I lived in the dorms with the guys, and you see them day in and day out. Uh, and there's no pretension, you know what I mean? There's no uh, act. You are who you are. You know them uh, because you sit with them, you eat with them, you you live with them, you know? And after four years, they're no longer foreigners to you because they become family. And after Bible school finishes, you God calls you to Timbuktu. You know what I mean? Where and there is a place called Timbuktu, but God calls you somewhere, and you start ministering in that place. One thing you find out very quickly that ministry can be a lonely place. Yes, and, very. And uh, it's a very lonely place. And you go to a place and you start laboring. And, and the people that you work with, you can't share your struggles, your difficulties, your problems, all to, the, to them. <clears throat> so what, what do you do? You call those friends that you, right. uh, that you go, went to Bible college with, the friendships that you built. And you sometimes can vent, sometimes can... Uh, get encouraged and and those are very important friendships that you build at Bible college. So yeah, definitely. Friendships. I remember not too long ago Nigel, I called you and we we're talking and I'm like, "Man, I'm just I'm praying and I'm not feeling God at all." Right. It's like it's a, a brick wall and I'm so frustrated and yeah. then you started telling me how you were praying and like yeah. everything was happening and you yeah. were just breaking through and you know it's like so it was so encouraging yeah. and then we were about to get out the phone you're like hey let's pray together and like man i felt god so yeah. strong and i was rejuvenated yeah. it was like i don't have to feel god it's okay i can yeah. serve him anyways but then i did start feeling god again you know but it's just that to know that there's someone with someone, you in the fight yeah you know and you're not alone you it's okay if you feel lonely yeah. As long as you know you're not alone. You're and, not and that's alone. one of the huge benefits of Bible school. Yes. You know, I hear guys talking about the importance of, and it drives me nuts. I hate this. Guys talking about you. You need to network. I've been told you need to, you know, let, I want you to introduce you to this person because he can hook you up with, you know, these nah. people that can you can preach for. <laughs> 
And I'm like, oh, God, I don't even want to meet him anymore. Yeah. Um, exactly. You know, I'm the church I'm at right now. I'm a youth pastor at and, and I don't get paid I at all. Um, and that's okay because I really felt strongly God told me to come here. And I've had people tell me, um, oh, you know, you should be being paid this and that. And I, I could get you this and that. It's like, I don't, I, that's not what I want. And, and it's odd to me that some of them don't understand that. But so the networking, I'm not for networking for the sake of networking, but the network that you develop of ministry, people that want to minister, some of them aren't even going to become ministers, but they have a hunger to know more about God. Right. That's why they went to Bible school for the most part. There's a few that went to goof off, but they don't last four years anyways. Um, and so just having that brother with you, you know, and the Bible talks about it so many times, a, a, a three, four fold cord is, is not easily broken. And, and you, you know, it's, it's important to have someone there that when you stumble can pick you up and something in Bible school definitely, definitely gives you those relationships. Yes. Yeah. I, uh, you know, the one thing, and this is more particular to ABI, uh, being in a traditional college setting and knowing how those classes work and then going to ABI, I think one of the greatest things that you can get mm. from ABI, and this isn't to say that the other Bible colleges don't have this great, uh, the great, uh, as good of a setup as ABI, but the way that they do their concentrated studies, uh, yeah, for it sure. just allows so many great men uh, yeah. and women to come and teach the students and be a part of their lives because they're living there on campus for one, two, three weeks. And, you know, I know Tim, you and I have talked about this and Nigel and just hearing, you know, I came in when you guys were seniors and, and, uh, the one thing you guys talked about was how whenever a minister would come in, you would take them out to either coffee or whatever. Right. Yeah. And being living in an apartment cause we were in the married dorm. So it was a little bit different. Uh, I, didn't really quite realize at first how different it would be, but it really was uh, quite a bit uh, different as far as the – there wasn't really a seclusion, but you definitely weren't as involved as – yeah, as with the singles. And um, that wasn't really what I initially went for. Like I went to have that experience and to be involved uh which we were but what was good was my wife was able to cook and i would invite every minister that came over i'd invite them over for lunch uh, at some point during their stay and so he had brother pasley and brother hodges and brother poe and brother chapman uh, and brother fleming brother griffin uh all the ministers that would come in i would i would make a point to bring them to my house so i could spend time with them and just being able to be uh, under the ministry, and I'm going to use the word here, uh, the tutelage <laughs> <laughs> of such great men of God that that you wouldn't get if you were at a 12 week yep. or yep. 14 week traditional, you know, right. uh, term or, or semester college, uh, and that right. is one thing that I absolutely cherished about ABI, and that was honestly what Brother Hodges said to me when I was talking to him about going to ABI uh, was that. In a Bible school setting, this works great. And the other thing, you know, about ABI is that, or in Bible college, uh, is that it isn't so much a seminary, at least as far as you know, Urshan, uh, the the master's program um, through right. Urshan. But 
what they do is they equip us and and that's what they did man they equipped us so that when we leave a we'll have a ton of notes our quiver will be full of yeah. plenty of ammunition and arrows and that we can that we can pull from and so that we're ready to do the nuts and bolts and get our hands dirty in ministry because yeah. that's what this world needs is young men young women who are trained and are ready to handle what ministry what it takes to to be in either part-time or full-time ministry. And I think that, you know, that I think that was a super important aspect of of ABI or Bible college in general. Yeah, you're right. And I can attest to that because I've been to both kinds of Bible colleges. I went to the traditional setting, and it's not to say that there's not value there, but the 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 teachers I had at ABI were of there's no way they would give up Brother Hodges. He's not going to quit pastoring his church and quit right. being a district superintendent and go full-time teaching to Bible school. Mm-hmm. But he'll come for two weeks, or for a week, actually, it was. And, and like you said, that's such a huge thing because, you know, we, we've talked in the very beginning of the podcast. It's so important that the people that are kind of mentoring you, that they've done what you want to do. Yeah. And so many that's of the true. other Bible schools, they do have some ministers who have done what you want to do, but the majority of them have, have not necessarily um, don't have a lot of experience Um, in in ministry. They're younger guys. And that's not to say they're they're not gifted or talented or or less qualified or anything like that. But for me, I want to be a minister. And so if I have the opportunity to be taught by someone like Pastor Hodges, who's pastored for decades, who's been a district superintendent for like Brother Pasley, and there's no substitute for that. There just isn't. They, there is one thing to teach syllabus, and there's another yeah. thing to teach with experience. Right. And and like they say, you cannot fight experience. And that was the biggest thing for me to know that the guys that are teaching me, they have been there, done that, and have they have the T-shirt. You know what I mean? Right. And and you, when those kind of people come in to your life and speak into your life you can't let any word fall to the ground you just yeah. like want to soak everything exactly you know? and, and that's why at the end of class every day people are gathered around the teacher asking yep. questions yeah. that right. never happened yeah. at gateway and i'm not knocking gateway at all but like we were so hungry yeah. uh, you know and brother when brother farrell came Right. Yeah. This is a guy who's done it. He's yeah. dealt with people with real situations yeah. and hurting people, and you know, the, and he talks about the the real life situations. Brother yeah. Poe, he's an actual chaplain, and right. he talked to us about being a chaplain and how that can be a part of our ministry. There's no substitute for it. Right. It's just plain and simple. Oh, I am man. such a believer in the ABI way of doing Bible school. Concentrated studies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's that's an awesome way. So I think you know the other thing about uh, ABI or about Bible college is being able to get your hands wet as far as involved in services. Uh, you know, the That's fact that we do one. chapel That's a good one. every day, <clears throat> uh, preaching, you know, I still, in fact, I'm setting up uh, my office and I was pulling out, I just pulled out my chapel cards. I basically kept all the ones that people wrote on the back. I got rid of all the right. ones that yep, me too. Uh, people didn't write on. And so man, hold, hold on, pause a second. Great. 
So um, for those of you who don't know at ABI, every single um, chapel service, or every single day, we have chapel service, and um, everybody preaches at least once. Freshmen are allowed to opt out, but then after that, you have to preach at least once. Most people are going to preach multiple times during the year. And when you preach, there's a chapel card, is what we call them, that has boxes that people don't really pay attention to. It's supposed to be like, had a good intro, engaging. People just don't even pay attention to that. But they write notes on the back. And they are some of the most encouraging things. I still keep those and go yeah. back and read them. Because when I'm feeling like I can't preach worth anything, and my preaching isn't doing anything, I go back and read those. And there's, I'm not going to lie, there's been times I've cried reading those because it meant so much to me. Um, so mm-hmm. that's, yeah, that's that's one of the benefits of ABI too. And I'm sure the other Bible schools have similar things like that. Um, but yeah, that's a huge benefit. And then also, uh, as far as the um, experience goes, we kind of just talked about this, but you know, me and Nigel were able to go with a team to um, many places to minister in, in several churches. Yeah. We got to do a tour. And it's interesting, there are some other students in our, because that wasn't something that was happening before us. Yeah. Um, they had talked about it, they, they'd like to do it, but they hadn't actually started it. And so we were like, okay, well, we're just going to kind of set it. it up. So we got yeah. permission and, you know, I've made a budget. I was like, here's, I, we called pastors ourselves and set up services. And then we mm-hmm. made a budget of how much it was going to cost, yep. very detailed and turned it in. And they're like, go for it. And yeah. so we got to go out, I mean, to, to really great churches and, you and minister. We got offerings too. <laughs> and that's true. And actually, we ended up making more. Well, making we got we brought more more money back than we took out. So they were yeah. very happy for us to go on yeah. ministry trips. <laughs> um, but um, you know, and there were a few other students from our from uh, during that time that were a little upset that we got to go and others didn't. They thought it was favoritism. We're like, no, we did all the work. Yeah. They didn't set this up for us, you know. So, but then after that, I know that many students were able to participate in, in the same thing. Um, but even in local churches, there were you, there were opportunities to minister, and, um, and and that's a huge benefit as being able to do it because I there's there's something about it you can't you're not going to learn it until you do it. Yeah, you can practice all right. you want, but until you get up there and you feel uncomfortable and you do it, you're not going to learn it until you just you just do it. I think you know it gets you more focused on. Your ministry. I mean, it kind of, it just it forces you to. You're with like-minded people. You're spending hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of studying and taking notes, and it just it gets you trained and in the right frame of mind, especially you know in your prayer and in your prayer life and in your study life, because that has to continue outside of Bible college. Definitely. It sets that framework. That will protect you when you go to a secular college if that's what right. you feel like doing. That's why right. I feel like going to a Bible college before you go to secular college is is essential because we are losing we are losing so many so many young people when they go to when they go to college because and, and I I can say this because it happened to me and right. by the grace of God I I found my way to an altar but. You are facing an uphill battle when you go to when you go to a school that is liberal and a lot of stuff goes on there, especially if you're living on campus, that is it's just it's not good. It's ungodly. It's just, you know, it's 
kids living out their, you know, their imaginations, whatever they think, that's what they try to do. And you get sucked into that. And if, but if you have, if you have built the framework for a potential ministry and you have, you're grounded and you're settled and you're, and you're confirmed in your faith and in what you believe, then going to a secular college is not going to break that. It's not going to break you down. It's not going to, it's not going to, uh, cause you to to walk away from from the faith, and uh, you know I think we have it backwards in in, in that you know you go to secular college because you need to get a secular degree because you got to get a job you need to make money. No, God's going to take yeah. care of you. Yeah, yeah. Go to Bible college for at least a year. That's exactly what I tell people. Maybe yeah. you'll meet someone. You know, <laughs> well the thing is, people joke around about Bible college being you know. A place where you're, you know, they're only going to meet somebody. You know what? I will be overcome with joy if my son finds a a bride yeah. at a Bible college. If he goes yeah. just for that reason, okay. I, I that is where, where that is better not to a, find a spouse. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I think it's there's no bad reason to go to Bible college unless, like, I would not tell someone no. Don't go to Bible college. Mm-hmm. No, and and here's what I say too. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Yeah. If you're going to apply that scripture to this decision, how would that look? It's as simple as that. How would it look? Right. There's only one answer. You go, and if you go to Bible school for a year, that's what I always say. If God's will was not for you to go to Bible school, he has no desire to use you at all, which mm-hmm. I don't think that's possible. But, you know, you go for a year, God will not let you suffer. Right. Now, unless, I always throw this caveat, if you, God tells you go to do this and this and this, and you run from that and go to Bible school, that's different. Yeah. But if you are wanting to be used by God, and you're hungry, and you're seeking God, and you go to Bible school for a year, he will not let you be, he will not let you suffer. He will more than make up that year to you if that ends up not being what you're called to do. But it may be what you're called to do, and if you miss it, you know, and, and Nigel, you reference this. And some people think that ministers just say it casually, but I've heard many ministers say that they have specifically paid attention and watched other ministers, the difference between going to Bible school and not going to Bible school, and they say that it is literally, they see on average, a 10 to 15 year difference. Difference, If you go to Bible school in that four years, you will gain the equivalent of of 10 to 15 years Mm -hmm. of ministry experience. And it's so funny, me and Amedes so often will hear a sermon and not knowing the person, it's like, oh, they didn't go to Bible school. You know, because at Bible school, you learn that a sermon has to be built on sound logic based on the Bible. And so often, I'm not saying that you can't be a good preacher if you don't go to Bible school. That's not what I'm saying at all. It's not true. But so often, preachers who preach things that are hermeneutically mm-hmm. wishy-washy, yeah. They didn't go to Bible school because you wouldn't got away with that at Bible school because somebody would have challenged you, whether it's a teacher correcting <laughs> right. you or another student. They would have said, that's not what it says, right. and you can't say that. But they get away with it because nobody challenges them. And I think it's so important. That's another thing. One of the benefits of Bible school is it teaches you to, to reason, to read the Bible, understand what it says, mm-hmm. to pull something out. It teaches you to be able to defend your position. Mm-hmm. It teaches you to be able to synthesize, to read multiple passages and understand what it all is saying together. Yeah. Um, and then it, it, it teaches you, too, to hear someone else's position 
that you don't agree with to evaluate it. And if you still don't agree with it, that's okay, but to respect it. Specifically, I'm referring to the doctrine at ABI of where are the dead. It's, it's almost notorious, right? <laughs> Everybody that goes to ABI, right? Oh, yes. It's like, you just, you just well, had to where are the dead? <laughs> you know, kidding. and some people agree with it, some disagree. But you learn, and, and normally the freshmen and sophomores are vehemently agreeing or disagreeing. Yeah. It's a big deal. But by the time you're juniors and seniors, you learn that agree or disagree, yeah. you know why you right. agree or disagree, yeah. and you can defend that position, yeah. but you're not, it's not, it's okay. It's okay that we don't agree on some of these things that aren't as crucial. Right. Um, and so there's so much that, that's a benefit of going to Bible school that I don't really see that you can get many other ways. No. No. You know, and being with sur- surrounded for the most part <coughs> by like-minded young people that right. are and and one one thing that I thought that I was mistaken was that I had this misconceived notion that it was going to be like youth camp, you, you know, uh, senior <laughs> yeah. camp, uh, youth yeah. camp all year long. And the reality is that's not how it's it not is. Not at all. But no. that being said. It, there is something about being engulfed in one another's lives yeah. and oh, yes. seeing people on a daily basis, talking, making those friendships, you know, bouncing ideas off one another, talking about one another's struggles, mm-hmm. realizing yeah. that people who are going into ministry, who are desiring ministry, have the same struggles that, that I do. You know that's huge, and and there's and it and that taboo of not being able to talk about those things seems to be kind of lifted because sure. you're in this sanctuary of uh, people who are desiring the same thing you are, and and we realize that we got to talk about our struggles. We got to we got to nip these things in the butt and and build up a build up a, a defense against those. Uh, the other thing that I was going to say was, um, you know. There are just there's so many, uh, you know, and yes, there's a lot of serious points, but man, there are some funny things that that's that so go true. down, especially at chapel. And oh, I just, man. I, I remember, <laughs> I remember one thing, and I never lived this down. In fact, to this day, I, I still get people saying it was. I don't remember what I was preaching about, but I got to a scripture and. And it got to the word, I was reading something, something, and it said, but, and I just stopped what I was saying, and I said, but, man, I love that word. <laughs> and I see all the guys just, like, start snickering. And I realized, first of all, okay, I pretty much lost everybody right there. And I did, at first, I didn't really realize what exactly I said that was so funny. Until I right. thought about it for about 15 more seconds and I realized I have a feeling that that people are going to be saying this to me when I see them 10 years from now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they literally keep saying that to me because I just <laughs> had to funny. stop and say, but man, I love that word. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I had my share of funny mess ups. Um, but the one that, that I always think of, I was leading worship. And that's another thing that even non-music majors, people who are barely slightly musical, have the opportunity to learn to lead worship. Yeah. Um, and that's another benefit right. of going to Bible school that, oh, I wish musicians 
and music leaders would go to Bible school because you learn how the spirit flows. Mm -hmm. You learn to follow the spirit, not just get up and sing songs you like, but you learn how to to link songs together in a way the spirit's flowing. Um, And it's so crucial. And you can learn it other ways, but Bible school just, it's like a ramp of, it's just so much easier to learn it at Bible school. But um, specifically, it's that song... um, that starts off, uh, you are not a God created by human hands. Uh, Ryan, you're smiling. Do you remember this? I don't. But okay, I'm just... well, I was leading worship. And it was in, actually, it was when we were preparing for drama. So the regular chapel was filled with props. We were having service in the big sanctuary. I remember it. I mean, I can picture it right now. Um, but instead of the whole first verse, you're not a God created by human hands. I sang, you are a God created by human hands. You are a God dependent on mortal man, whatever. The whole first verse, I didn't realize it. And people are just staring. I mean, they're not worshiping at all. And I was like, come on, guys. Like, what's going on? <laughs> and so, I mean, you know, we get to the chorus, go all the way through. And I was starting the second verse where then it's where it says, like, you are the only God whose power none can contend or whatever. And I was like, oh, wait, now I know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was just man. like, oh, just man. A I just, and it was just like, I, I just got so sick to my stomach. I was like, seriously, Tim? Yeah. You know, but, but the thing is, it's so much better to make those mistakes Mis- there. I was just yeah. about to say that. Yeah. Exactly. Than to make them yeah. in a place where maybe there's someone who is there for and God can cover our mistakes because we're yeah. still going to make mistakes no matter how how experienced we get but someone who's seeking God and maybe their salvation is at stake instead of that we can do it at Bible school and those sermons that are illogical you hear illogical sermons at Bible school too normally they come from freshmen yeah. and sophomores and they think they're so smart and the look on their face of like I have a revelation it's like everybody's like oh freshmen but um but the the great thing is you say you preach that message, or hopefully you didn't preach the message. You shared that in a dorm room, yeah, mm-hmm. after curfew, and you're all sitting around, um, and you say something, and everybody looks at you, like, "What planet did you come from?" And then people slowly dismantle your arguments. Man, I don't know if you guys, I don't know if you guys were still there, but uh, Corey Heim was preaching, and you know he can get this Corey Heim. Uh, I I doubt he's gonna be listening, but he is probably <laughs> yeah, like six that. foot. He probably will listen to. This, I hope so. he does, man. I hope he does listen. I I miss that guy, but he uh he would get he's a big guy, uh six foot tall, probably uh, maybe five yeah five. He's about six foot, but he's probably like two hundred some. You know, he's a three hundred pound guy. He's he's a big big guy, but he would get excited when he would start preaching. And yeah. uh, I remember one time he's he always loved to wear this vest and. He uh, chapel. The platform was probably like uh, two feet uh, or foot and a half, probably right. And about like three about feet, I think. Three, yeah. The chapel platform. Yeah, yeah, I mean it was it was relatively yeah. high, and he got excited and he jumped off that thing. And when he landed, one of his buttons from his vest shot off <laughs> and landed in the front row. And I remember Justin Kimball <laughs> saw it land. It landed right by him, and he picked it up. And ran it over and handed it back to him. Oh man, Justin! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I also man. remember it was, it was hilarious. Oh, I couldn't handle it. Um, but we could go on and on about funny things that have happened at ABI and memories. Um, just today, I referenced one. I remember our uh, senior class party 
oh, or one of our man. senior class parties. Um, we were playing, uh, I think it was like Beyond Ball Balderdash Dash. or something, and Ball we were Dash, just yeah. like laughing so hard we could hardly even talk. Yeah. And just, you know, we were referencing that today with one of our classmates. Um, and, and it's just you look forward to then seeing each other in ten years, and yes. and, and it's like you cannot talk to them for six, seven years, but then you see each other, and it's like yep. you have so much to talk about. Right. Exactly. So you have four years worth of ex- life to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember I wouldn't have had goat curry if I wouldn't have <laughs> lived across the hall from Nigel. Really? Oh yeah, I would have had goat goat curry. Goat curry was, I mean, well, it was homemade too. Yeah, you know, yeah. I ate it with my well, hands. I married, I was... married into goat curry. <laughs> That's true. And then his dad makes. That's true. Oh man. yeah, he made good goat curry. Man, too, man. oh, st- his isn't curry. It's pepper stew, and it has goat in it. But so, anyways, I still play Balderdash, and that was the first time that I had played it. Was when I wasn't in your guys' senior class, but we played it. Yeah. And <laughs> man, Nigel, you are the funnest guy to play Balderdash with because you just have that laugh. <laughs> we should, that we literally should do a dick. I mean, yeah, it's it's so addicting. Like. You can't help but just start laughing oh. when we Nigel gets going. We should do a podcast of us playing that game. <laughs> I, I'm laughing kidding. right now just thinking about it. Oh, oh man. man. That was a lot of fun. And then, oh, another great thing is remember when we'd go over to Hackler's house and play board games like four in the morning? Oh, man. Brother Hackler, I should say. Um, oh, yes. He, uh, he was our music teacher. And it didn't matter if you were a music student or not. Everybody would go over when you got off work on yeah. a Friday night. And, you know, you show up. Some people would show up around 7, I think, and probably too early. He wasn't really wanting them to come that early. But most people would show up around 9, 10 when they got off work and mm-hmm. then just play games. Some people would head out midnight. I was normally there until 4, 5, 6 in the morning. Oh, man. Great experiences. Fun times. times. Yeah. Um, but I think we've, we've kind of – this is a, a great way to talk about Bible school because we just talked about it. And that's yeah. what Bible school is. It's real life. Around the Bible, right. it's real life around ministry yeah. and surrounded by prayer and, and, and all that. That's what Bible school is. Yeah. And so, uh, as we wrap this up, go to Bible school. That's that's the key. Like, go to Bible school. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you miss everything else we say, go to Bible school. Mm-hmm. You will not regret it. I do not know anybody that goes to Bible school and says, "I wish I hadn't gone." Right. Exactly. But I know a lot of people. That say, I wish I had gone to Bible school later on in their ministry. You guys want to maybe say one last one last thing on the way out? Yeah, definitely. I have never regretted a single moment in Bible college, Uh, Fiji or the United States. um, There have been precious, precious memories I can look back to and uh, glean from, enjoy the memories and. and it gives me strength to keep uh, going on. Um, so, uh, you know, although I'm 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 biased to uh, ABI, but uh, I'm not endorsing a, a, a one Bible college. Right. Uh, you know, right. I'm saying you find what fits you, and yeah. uh, and fits your personality for yeah. sure. Uh, and go to Bible college. Doesn't matter the name. You find yeah. what fits you and go to yeah. a Bible college, and Definitely. and you will not regret. It. If you have a call on your life, if you're serious, and if you go yeah. to a Bible college, God will show you the way. God will give you a direction, and and you will uh, solidify that calling in your yeah. life. And right. uh, I, I'm telling you, uh, you know, 
I can I can still picture moments where God literally spoke to me different things at Bible school while I was still in the presence, you know, when the Word of God was going forth in the presence of God. Just uh, incredible uh, experiences. And and we've said it before, and I'm going to reiterate it, that, uh, you know, you surround yourself with the people like-minded, that are kingdom-minded, that want to do. You have instructors that are experienced, that have done it, and they yeah. they pour into your life, um, you know, selflessly. And and, and then you, you come out there uh, just, just ready to, to do something for the for the kingdom of God, so I encourage anyone listening. You know, give it a shot. Go to Bible Definitely. College and see where this journey takes you. We can't end this without talking about Prayer Powerhouse. Oh yes, I don't know yes, how it yes. hasn't come up, but oh Uh-oh. my word! And yeah. yes. some of the most incredible times, yes. and, and where God spoke so just like I was listening, just like I'm listening to you guys, I could hear, and it, and it's it, it was just so clear. We would have these times where we'd come. I think it started like at ten o'clock. And it would go to like four or two or four in the morning. And if you had to leave, you you could leave. That's fine. No big deal. It wasn't mandatory. Everybody came. Right. And that's the thing. It wasn't mandatory, but nobody didn't come. Maybe one or two, but everybody came. And there were times where it started dry, but I do not think I remember a single time where it ended dry. Exactly. Every single time. Yeah. And it would be like we would sing and then we would pray and we would sing and we would pray. And sometimes it would be a little more guided. Most of the time, not. Yeah. And that's another thing about Bible school that's so awesome is you, you may show up as a freshman not really knowing how to pray, but there's so many people there that know how to pray that can bring the power of God down that you learn how to pray by praying with them. And then you're in that environment and oh man. If that was the only thing I got out of Bible school, it would have been worth it. Right. Yeah. You know, going, spending five years at a secular college and then spending four years at ABI, uh, I have to say that even if, you know, even if you don't feel like you have a calling, even if you don't feel like you have any, you know, what we talked about, we all have a form of ministry, but... Even if, you don't have to be a preacher. You know, I hear people Definitely. say, you know, going to Bible college doesn't give you a calling, doesn't make you a preacher. I get that. But yeah. young people need to go to Bible college to to get that security and that foundation because yeah. mm-hmm. five years of – that was the, the five of the most ungodly years of my life. And that was I went in naive and not secure in my faith. And in my walk with the, with God, and I can't stress it enough how important it is to spend some time at a Bible college when you're young and when you can, because pretty soon you're gonna have a family and you're not gonna be able to have responsibilities. Um, yeah, that line you you uh, mentioned that so many people throw out there, it doesn't make you a preacher to go to Bible school. Yeah, going to to med school doesn't make you a good doctor. But good doctors go to med school. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and you can say, well, you, you can be a lawyer and you don't have to go to law school to be a lawyer. Yeah, that's true. There's a small percentage of, of people who go and become lawyers without going to law school. But if you want to be a lawyer, you go to law school. Yeah. It's just that if you want to be a preacher, go to Bible school. Exactly. It's not hard. It's not complicated. Exactly. If you want to be a preacher, go to Bible school. 
It, it's just that simple. Good way to end it. If you want to see the show notes, go to BehindThePulpitPodcast.com slash 11. If you have found this podcast beneficial, consider sharing it with some other people you think might also benefit from it. You could, of course, do that by hitting the share button on Facebook or mentioning us in conversation. As always, we would love to hear from you. You can post, comment, or message us on our Facebook page, or you can email us at contact at BehindTheBulletPodcast.com. And until next time, remember, you matter to the kingdom of God. Behind the Pulpit Podcast. You're getting pretty good at that. Another good episode. This was a good one.